0: I just finished traveling Southeast Asia for 41 days, and I usually always get sick when I travel, and quite frankly, eating is difficult for me. It's hard to find a restaurant, and I'm spoiled in Austin with my personal chef. Well, I took these little packets with me this time, 30 of them, in my carry-on suitcase. They kept me totally healthy with 11 different secret ingredients. You can see them at nathanlaka.com forward slash juice. I'll tell you more later on in the show. That's nathanlaka.com forward slash juice. This is episode 661. Coming up tomorrow morning, I talk to a software product CEO that helps you get new sales leads. They're doing $425,000 per month in revenue. You don't want to miss it. Good morning, everybody. Nathan Latke here. My guest this morning is Ali Gardner. He's the CEO and oh, he's the co-founder at Unbounce. He's seen and really seen more landing pages than, quite frankly, anybody on the planet. He's a prolific international speaker, and he's on a mission to rid the world of marketing mediocrity by using data-informed copywriting, design, interaction, and psychology to create a more delightful experience for marketers and customers alike. Ali, are you ready to take us to the top? I am really
1: ready. Thanks for having me on,
0: Nathan. All right. Yeah. Thanks. uh, Thanks for jumping on, man. I appreciate it. So tell us first for the for the for the rare individual that doesn't know what Unbounce does. Tell us what you do and then tell us how you sustain yourself. What's your revenue model?
1: Yeah, as a SaaS business, we are a conversion platform for marketers. Uh, We started out as a landing page platform that allows you to build landing pages without any technical help and now we just expanded about two weeks ago into something we call convertibles which are a new suite of conversion tools right now we have overlays to allow you to capture more leads and signups on your website so now it's website and landing pages and take us back
0: uh give us some history here what year did you launch the company in
1: We launched August 14th, 2009.
0: 2009. Wow. And and give us some context for other entrepreneurs launching right now. I mean, were you like broken on the street and this was your last jab at making money or had you just sold a company or left
1: corporate? What's the story? (laughs) Six co-founders and we all have a a kind of a- Six. I know, right? (laughs) Holy mackerel. (laughs) And we've never really argued. That's great. (laughs) Uh, So a few of us. We, we all worked <laughs> together back in 2010, and then all the way up to 2000, Sorry, 2000, and then all up to 2000s, uh, you know, like four to 10 at different companies. And some of us were indeed broke. I just got back from a stint in Costa Rica working for a really sketchy online casino. <laughs> I, I got sick down there, some like stomach thing from the water. I couldn't work for six months. I had to declare, I uh, had to do a consumer proposal, which is like halfway bankruptcy. So completely broke. Uh, you know sleeping in someone's apartment all that kind of stuff uh, but you know i like risk so we all just said let's do this
0: and how did you fund kind of the initial concept did you guys just put in money or how'd you how did you do that
1: uh, It was a friends and family round initially so some of the people who had a little bit of money uh, threw in i think it was a total of 50 grand canadian between the people that contributed then a, a little bit after that we had some angel a total of like 180 i think and okay. then two, two years in a small seed round. So we've raised less than a million Canadian.
0: Even to date? Yeah. it's great. So give us a, it, that's kind of like an interesting, I imagine conversation with your six co-founders, right? Some people, you know, were putting in total time, but were broke, so they weren't putting in money. Some people maybe put in money, but less time, like walk us through that conversation. Cause there's people listening right now, going through the same thing right now. They're, you know, one founder saying, I'm going to put in capital, but spend less time. And someone else is spending less time. How do you have the equity
1: conversation? Everybody was equal to start with. We all had the company, but then it got shifted in terms of everyone worked the same. You know, obviously some people work longer hours than others, but it was there was no one working less time. It was all full time, and so we split evenly. But then adjusted for you know, obviously anyone put money in, earned, you know, they had more shares than the rest of us, and then some of us had to take a small salary. So they got sweat equity while we were doing that, and Rick, the CEO, got a bit extra because it was his idea. Got it. Not totally even. What, What? like, Like? how did you decide how many more shares somebody would
0: get if they were putting in capital early on, say, 10 grand or 20 grand?
1: We've, you know, figured out some kind of rough valuation. It was okay. total horseshit. Of- <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, we, we had some pretty good, you know, financial advice and, and lawyers and all that kind of thing along the way. So I think it was pretty good. And yeah, we we all agreed on it. We thought it made sense, and so we just moved on from there. I mean, then it didn't really feel like it matters now. Seven and a half years on, when you look at the share you have of a company, all of a sudden that twenty grand someone put in translates big difference. A big difference, yeah.
0: Yeah. Are all six of the original co-founders still active to some degree in the company? Five of us are. That's pretty impressive. Uh, a lot of people, you know, they have three co-founders, only one is active five years in. So that's impressive. You've kept five together. Mm-hmm. So give us an update kind of where you're at. You launched in 2009. You've let, raised less than a million uh, kind of Canadian uh, dollars. Where are you right now in terms of team size?
1: We are 184, I think. That's great. All based
0: in, uh, up there in Vancouver or no?
1: Primarily. We have about 15 in Montreal, and we just opened a Berlin office and I think we have a couple of people scattered, like South America or something. But yeah, okay. Thank Vancouver.
0: And then let's go back. Let's dig back into the product a bit more here. So you have f- folks paying you. You're a SaaS model. Uh, to avoid kind of going into every different customer cohort, what would you say kind of the average business is paying you?
1: It is, our ARPU is around $93 a month.
0: Okay. And that goes from kind of the essential plan at 79 bucks a month to premium of $159 in enterprise, which is 399 plus. You said the average is paying you 150
1: uh, uh, $93. Oh, 93 Yesterday, actually. Oh, wow. So we, yeah. Uh, and you're looking at the annual plan discount price. But if you're paying monthly, it's now 99 one ninety nine, four ninety nine, I believe, three ninety nine, I believe. Okay. Today. So ninety three dollar, and that's a monthly ARPU, right? Yeah, and that's going to go up immediately because you know the pricing on the lower end. We basically took off our cheapest plan, which we've okay. done before. We did it five years ago and had a profound effect.
0: Okay, that's a super valuable lesson. Tactically, walk us through that. So first off, like why eliminate that plan? How do you deal with all those people like revolting that it doesn't exist anymore? Uh, and what do you do with grandfather accounts?
1: Yeah, we grandfather everyone in, this time for at least two years. Um, the plans have been restructured in a way that is actually more beneficial, probably if you go to the new pricing, because some of the things we charge you for extra four little add-ons, we don't do that anymore, and we base it, base it more on the actual pure value you're getting. Um, but yeah, you can get it for about, about two years. But the reason we did it back like five years ago was because we had too many support calls with people who weren't marketers. They were just people who were signing up, it was too cheap. Since we took that away, what was that plan our, price point wise? I think we had like a ten dollar plan. Okay. And so we took that out, and then we eventually took the twenty-five dollar plan out as well. Our revenue went up, obviously, because things cost more. I mean, you, it's really scary doing that. You think, oh, no one's going to sign up anymore, but they do. They pay for it. It's it's a great product, uh, but also our support burden went way down because now we had professional marketers who knew what they were doing on the phone so they they were asking marketing questions rather or or how to use the product rather than how do i do marketing or what do i do with this so and you know and as we've grown we're now we're trying to scale with our customers so we've gone we're going more for the m and the smb and so you know that's where our features have gone and that's where our pricing i've been in conferences walking around speaking to someone from a company and they're like Oh, I'm bad. you guys are really cool, but you're too cheap, so we wouldn't use you. Uh, that's so funny. Yeah. So
0: where, where are you at today? How many customers are you serving? Uh, 14,000 active. It's amazing, 14,000 active. And do you have like a free trial? Do you have a larger number of users or do they have to go directly into a paid plan?
1: You can go on like a demo account, which you know, you start, there's no credit card needed. You can just go in there. It's limited in what you can do, but you can get in there, you can publish a page live. You can do everything. You know, pretty much everything you want, but then, you, you know, you want to get it on your own domain, so it's just not a temporary one. Then, so you have to pay to get to take to that step, but you can get in and evaluate the product.
0: Okay, and then if I take those are fourteen thousand, those are cut paying customers, correct? Yes. Okay, so I mean, I'm just back to the napkin math: fourteen thousand times a ninety-three dollar ARPU. I can assume you guys are doing what about one point three million bucks in MRR somewhere around there.
1: Good work. Uh, so one, one, <laughs> that's the
0: that's Ollie going, I can't confirm or deny, but good math.
1: <laughs> it's 1.4, just under, I think. That's great.
0: Congratulations. Walk us through some of the other things that are critical kind of in a SaaS business, especially because you have a large cohort, kind of a, a, a customer base. When you're looking at a number like churn, um, mm. how are you guys dealing? You know, Maybe start with a customer churn and then maybe talk about
1: expansion revenue and, and revenue churn. Yeah, some of those, I'm not the best person for that. but uh, <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> in terms of churn, we've, we've had a problem with that, like most SaaS businesses do, but primarily because some people upgrade and downgrade. We make it very easy to downgrade. We don't want you to have problems with that. So people, they're called flappers. They come up and down because they're not always running campaigns. I mean, we know that you need landing pages for everything you do, so we would never turn it off ourselves, but not everybody has come to the figured out that benefit in all these different ways so sometimes they downgrade then come back that's the reason we launched this convertibles set of tools because then we're on the website too and you're getting tons of leads and being very successful there so you're less likely to want to turn it off so that was the strategy it's
0: like you know the flower shop that used to only sign up for you guys during a black friday sale will now stick with you on on down season times for them because they have a website overlay exactly yeah interesting and when you say uh you know everyone ha- everyone categorizes quote churn problem at different m- amounts some might say three percent is a problem some would say f- you know ten percent is a problem for you what was the problem amount in terms of gross customer churn monthly i or range is
1: fine if you're not 100 percent sure i think it's around the five percent or four and a half percent level Got we it. want to down to just over to around two yeah
0: and then if you look at I mean, it, it looks like the way you guys are start driving expansion revenue based off your features on the landing page are are you drive people uh, to increase ARPU's if they add more landing pages or overlays? Uh, is that correct? And if if so, are there any other levers you're using utility-wise that drive people into more uh, paying you more?
1: Yeah, that's the that's the basics of it. Um, and you know, and just some more pro things like if you're integrating with Salesforce and Marketo, you're a, you're a larger company. And, you know you're gonna be having more use out of this product so that we kind of get there and also some features like dynamic text replacement that actually might be across the board now I think it is mm-hmm. yeah um, overlays because they're so successful and there's so much data and so much traffic but yeah so the, there's a limitation on how many you can have live at one time mm-hmm. part of that's actually you know it, it's not necessarily our intention but it's a good behavioral trait especially if it's on one website because You don't want those everywhere. That's not responsible use of technology. And the reason we call them overlays, they are pop-ups, but we call them overlays because we're trying to draw a line in the sand behind, you know, between the past when these things have been abused in terms of interaction and psychology. And we're trying to do it right, trying to be responsible with the technology because the technology is not the problem. We are. Yep. We're trying to change
0: yeah, you've got other kind of uh, uh, I call it ARPU expansion kind of features, things like Marketo integration, Salesforce integration, customer success manager, and dedicated launch specialists, right? Things like that. Yeah. Um, walk us, walk me through kind of how you see the overall market. So, like, you know, do you see a company like Bounce Exchange kind of in your in your space, or, or name, name maybe two or three others you see in your space?
1: They would be the one I respect the most when it comes to the overlay world because I know that they're doing a lot with machine learning and such. So they're pretty advanced. What I like about ours, uh, the, the main difference between us and everyone else Is that because you use the Unbounce Builder, it's 100% configurable. So you can make it exactly on brand, pixel-perfect version of your, you know, your Photoshop design. So when you see it, it looks and feels like your design. It's not this templated overlay that looks like the ones you've seen on 15 other sites. So that's a big competitive advantage, especially for people who take their brand seriously.
0: Mm -hmm. And how do you... How do you compete with like a, a a lower priced and potentially you could argue kind of maybe less valuable competitor like you know what Noah Kagan's building at say Sumo Me?
1: Yeah, again, our value is different, um, and our targeting is getting really really smart, and it will do. It, will, it expands very quickly because it's a new product. We move much more quickly than we do, like say on the the, the primary landing page. Uh uh-huh. And and really, I mean, it. Most services like that cost between like 250 and $5,000 a month. We, you know, even if you're not using landing pages, we start at 99 bucks. So it's, it's very cheap for what you get and the value you get. There are some cheaper ones and there's some WordPress plugins, but they're just not very good. Yep.
0: Yep. Have so, you guys, have you guys considered, well, actually you have five co-founders. I mean, so there's a lot of people, different people, you know, leaders doing different things. What's your primary focus at the company?
1: I am primarily a public speaker now. I spend about half of my time on the road doing that, which I absolutely love now. I was scared out of my mind to start that a couple of years ago, but uh, I got guilted into it. I have to
0: I- you guys have to watch Ollie. Like go go anytime get on his list and anytime it says he's speaking at a conference, you must go watch. I saw I was I was speaking at the A Weber conference which he spoke at as well and I was just blown away this first off the slides were beautiful I mean he had like audio files playing where it was like a Disney sing-along movie where the little ball would bounce on over on these words and I mean Ali it was just it was super impressive Uh, and all the data and how you engage with the audience I mean I would never have guessed you were scared of doing that
1: (laughs) I was terrified but then I won an award for best presentation at 65 speakers Like okay, I'll, I'll do it. I, I wasn't new kind of. I'd be good at it. I just didn't want to do it. But now I love it. So that's about half my time, and the rest of it I kind of advise and work with the marketing team, or I work on new content. I'm I'm working on a book right now, at least the ideas behind it. Um, and I work on our Cylons team, our machine learning, artificial intelligence team which we've just grown this big data team, a bunch of data scientists, and that's really excited. Our goal there is to automate conversion.
0: That's great. Walk me through, since you're touching the marketing team at least, uh, what are you guys spending in terms of customer acquisition cost on average?
1: I think our CPA for paid is, we just engaged a new agency so it's fluctuating but I think what from what I've seen it's around the 160 to 200 mark
0: okay and what do you I know this is a back of the napkin kind of number but what do you assume lifetime value is on some of these customers to kind of validate that spend on acquisition it depends on the plan but I think on average it's probably around a thousand dollars that's great and what are you you mentioned you switched ad agencies Um, who are you using now and why did you make the switch
1: Uh, we only had one in-house guy and he left so we're still looking to hire someone who's gonna control everything, but we hired Thrive Digital, local agency. We yep. looked for three of them and they seemed to be the best, so we went with them. It's been like three weeks, so it's very new.
0: And what do you guys, I mean, are you guys spending more or less than 100 grand per month on paid acquisition? Not sure, I would
1: say around about that mark.
0: Okay, that's pretty healthy, awesome. Well hey, Ali, let's wrap up here with the famous five. You ready? Okay, let's do it. No, number one, what's your favorite business book?
1: Oh, business book. Uh, I would say How to Deliver a TED
0: Talk by Jeremy Donovan. Number two, is there a CEO you're following or studying right now? No. Number three, is there besides your own, uh, is there a favorite online tool you have, like FreshBooks? I really like Usability Hub for doing five-second tests. Usability Hub, interesting. I've never heard of those guys. I'll have to check them out. Uh, number four, how many hours of sleep do you get every night? <sighs>
1: I'm a raging insomniac, so regular sleep, maybe three hours, but I'm probably in bed for seven. Three hours, Ollie? How do you survive? Uh, Well, I have a monster sitting beside me right here.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right, I'll say four hours plus a monster. And, And what's your situation, married, single, you have kids? I'm recently engaged. Oh, congratulations, so no kids yet? No. All right, and how old are you? I am 44. All right, last question, man. Wrap it up for us. Take us back 24 years. What's something that you wish your 20-year-old
1: self knew? Oh... uh that the marriage i was about to get into would be an incredibly stressful and uncomfortable part of my life but it would get better do you mean the
0: the startup marriage or the the recent engagement (laughs) (laughs) i was married way back (laughs) got it so wait so the first the first marriage was going to be more stressful than you thought
1: Yes, uh, part of that changed my life forever in the best way possible. I developed a love of wildlife and photography, and that brought me back to Canada. So that was amazing. The the, the relationship didn't end up working out, but that part changed my life. So I'm forever thankful for that.
0: Hold on, Ali, I can't just end on that. what, like, what happened? It, it, was it a thing where you had to choose between the startup and and
1: and and the spouse, or? No, this was. Uh, this was probably six years before we started the companies.
0: Okay. Um, and, and I mean, uh, okay, so it didn't, the, the, the kind of ups and downs in that, did it have to relate to business? In other words, is there a business lesson we can take from that related to relationships with entrepreneurs?
1: Learn how to end, you, learn how to make decisions. I wasn't very good at making decisions back then. That's how I couldn't get out of the relationship for so many years. Now uh-huh. I've learned how to do that and, I, and I'm, very, I'm very good at making decisions as part of that relationship. Something happened and I kind of like Jim Carrey and Liar Liar, I'm not able to lie anymore just for whatever psychological reasons something that happened so i'm very truthful i won't always speak up but if someone asks me a direct question they get the absolute truth
0: there you guys have it. Dropping truth bombs day and night after only three hours of sleep. Ollie Gardner founding Unbounce uh, several years ago, back in 2009, with five of his closest buds. Some put in equity, some put in money, but regardless, they are on a tear. They've got over 14,000 customers now paying on average 93 bucks a month, doing around 1.4 million bucks in MRR. About, they had about 5% gross churn, but they're experimenting with driving that down with new pricing plans and different engagement strategies with things like overlays spending on average on their paid spend about 160 bucks to acquire a new customer that's worth on average a thousand bucks for them with their team of 184 folks between vancouver montreal and berlin ali thank you for taking us to the top thank you for having me on nathan that was awesome if you enjoyed ali today go back and listen to episode 660 yesterday my guest i believe will be the first drone company trillionaire It would mean the world to me if you guys got any value from this episode, if you would go leave a review on iTunes right now and then subscribe. You know, I hustle like heck to get these episodes out every freaking day for you guys. And trust me, I love it. I would do it with no listeners. But boy, oh boy, it makes my day and it makes my team's day when we see great reviews and get your feedback. So thanks so much. Okay, Top Tribe, I love giving away free money. I feel like Oprah giving away cars, and I have something special for you today. How many of you have heard our super sharp guests talk about success they've had with Facebook and Google Ads? Well, all of you listening right now, yes, if you're listening, you get $100 in free AdWords. Here's how you get it, okay? Again, thanks for listening. Get the free $100 from Google right when you sign up with my website host provider, HostGator. Go sign up now to get your free money. HostGator.com forward slash Nathan. Again, that's HostGator.com forward slash Nathan. So guys, I'm so glad to be back in Austin. I just got back from a major tour of Southeast Asia, went to Sydney, Bangkok, Bali, and Japan. And you know, I always get sick when I travel. And this particular trip, my gosh, 15 different airports, 20 different hotels. I mean, imagine flushing in airport bathrooms. I was worried about germs and getting all the nutrition I need. I mean, finding a restaurant in Japan, difficult because nothing's in English. So it's hard enough to figure out the train system. But my point is, I had a guy named Drew Canole on the show who said, Nathan, if you're concerned about that, take these little green packets with you. You just mix them once per day with water. They'll keep you super healthy. You get all your nutrients and they'll keep you from getting sick. So I took them. And guys, they worked unbelievably well. I got no sickness, just mixed them with water once per day. They didn't make my water bottles all sticky. That's like nice. A lot of these mixtures they make them sticky. It was very clean and smooth. Took them once per day, never got sick. So they've got 11 superfoods, and they're perfect if you're not traveling, but you're just on the go from your office to work. So you can check them out at nathanlatka.com forward slash juice, that's nathanlatka.com forward slash juice.